This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's Chris-a-mania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, oh, with the powerful you. questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! All right, here we go again. It's the Chris Van Vliet Show. And since we had that lovely introduction there from Justin Roberts at the start of the show, he'll be very happy that today's show is with Gian Cena. I didn't want to go full in, but you know, you know, I'm t- John Cena, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, thank you for giving this a download. Uh, you may be familiar with this conversation with John Cena. It's from WrestleMania weekend this year in New York City. And there are times in this conversation where it sounds like a TED talk. There's so much knowledge here. He's so open. He's so honest. I really, truly feel like this is a side of John Cena that we have never seen before. And I'm so extremely grateful to be able to share this time with him. Uh, The five-star reviews keep coming in. Thank you so much. Thank you for leaving those on Apple Podcasts. I can't stress this enough. They're so, so helpful. So please keep them coming. And I'll keep shouting you out on the show. Uh, If you've listened to any of the other episodes, you know that I read one five-star review on every single show. Just as my way of saying, you know, thank you for being part of the show. Thank you for leaving these comments. You are honestly the most important part of the show. Because otherwise, it would just be me here with a microphone sitting alone in this empty room here that I'm calling a quote-unquote studio. It's really just my bedroom. Cody9 underscore 6, K-O-T-Y 9 underscore 6, writes, five stars, great interviewer, questions are good and not generic, never tries to outdo the guest, but still feels like a presence. Thank you so much for that, K-O-T-Y 9 underscore 6. I look forward to reading more reviews like that on the show. So thank you for that. Keep them coming. And yeah, my whole idea is I've never wanted to make myself the star of the show. Sure, the show is named after me, but that's because when I named my YouTube channel eight and a half years ago, I named it Chris Van Vliet because that's my name and I didn't know what else to call it. Uh, But the whole idea here is I'm a fan just like you uh, and I want to just sit back and take in the answers from these people, like literally, especially here with John Cena, just sit and marvel at the words that we're going to hear. Uh, the Chris Van Vliet Show is brought to you by ShipStation.com, and you can use ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. The Chris Van Vliet Show brought to you by Green Roads, and they have the best CBD products hands down. And I get it. There's a lot of CBD companies out there. You hear a lot of people talking about CBD. Does it work? Well, heck yeah, it works for me. But not all CBD products are created equal. I mean, I was really skeptical about CBD because I was seeing it everywhere and hearing about it. Uh, But firsthand experience really changed that for me. 
It helps a lot with pain and recovery after the gym. It really helps a lot with calming your mind. The CBD oil is great. The tea is great. Uh, the relaxed gummies that, that Green Roads have, they're great. The muscle and joint cream. Uh, and Green Roads is the real deal. They're the best company out there because they are a pharmacist-founded company dedicated to making the lives of people who use it better. Use my code CHRIS15 to get 15% off your order at greenroadsworld.com. That's CHRIS15 for 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. The CVV Show also brought to you by the Pro Podcasting Pack that I'm using right now from Samson Technologies. It's broadcast quality sound at prices that you can actually afford. Check out samsontech.com so you can see their full lineup on there. Now, it's certainly not lost on me how special this conversation with John Cena is. I mean, this was actually set up through Tyler Perry, which is crazy to say that out loud. Tyler Perry helped me out with this interview. I'd done a lot of interviews with him. And after talking to him for his latest Medea movie, he knew I was a wrestling fan. He knew I had this YouTube channel. And he said, well, would you ever want to talk to John Cena? And I'm like, uh, would I? Yeah, of course. And then a few minutes later, he connected me and John Cena, and uh, we set this up for WrestleMania weekend, and it was amazing. John told me he had 10 minutes to do the interview, so you'll hear me politely try to wrap things up around the 10-minute mark, and then it keeps going, and he keeps extending it. He keeps looking in his pocket at his phone and going, nope, nope, you've got more time. You've got more time. Um, and this was just great. So please enjoy this as much as I did. It's really amazing. I am Super, super grateful for this. Ladies and gentlemen, John Cena. I really appreciate your time. No problem. Great to see you. Good to see you again. Yeah. Are you rolling? Well, that was easy. Okay, there we go. Um, We're so live, pal. We are live, yeah. yeah. It's uh, two days before WrestleMania. We're in the heart of New York City. I don't think it's a matter of if you're going to be at WrestleMania. It's what are you, what are you going to be doing there? Uh, this. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to be interviewing yeah. you at WrestleMania? I mean, probably, because I'm going to have a lot of time in my hands. <laughs> I, I know you're not officially on the card, but you're, are you going to be at WrestleMania at all? There, I, I will be at WrestleMania every year, no matter what. Um, I just don't have anything this year, which is... Uh, I, I, I've come to grips with that. Correct me if I'm wrong. The last time you weren't at a WrestleMania was WrestleMania 18? Uh, correct. Safeco was 19. Yeah. That was my first one. But keep in mind, I'm going to be at this one. Uh, and I'm an active part of the weekend. Uh, I'm doing a book signing tonight. Uh, I have the Make-A-Wish um, banquet tomorrow, the Circle yeah. of Champions banquet. We're going to meet 50 families. And then I'm going to induct a great friend of mine, Sue Anderson, in the Hall of Fame. So uh, to all those out there who just don't have a match on WrestleMania and feel like they're not a part of WrestleMania, take it from me. You can contribute to the weekend without physically being a performer in the ring. And... Um, I, I actually like that spot. I do. I'd, uh, I'd recycled through social media a story that showcased the roster of talent we currently have and how gifted they are. And uh, I don't want to take time away from people who are close and into the product and very good at what they do and deserve to be out there. There are a lot of people that think that you should be Kurt Angle's final opponent. What do you think about that? I don't. That's beyond my control. My, my response to that is control the controllable. Everybody always asks me, like, hey, what do you want to do for WrestleMania? Or what do you want? Who's your dream opponent? I have never, ever gone about our business that way. I do what is asked of me. And then when I get what is told to me that I'm going to do, I try to make it super special. 
So in that fantasy uh, matchmaking world, all that stuff is good conversation. I'm very glad to be in that conversation because that means a lot to me. That means people remember that first match and it would be a nice cycle of life. It seems to make sense, but I trust in the grand plan and I trust in the process and I will do what I'm told. I like your Instagram post about it though, putting you know, Baron's head on your body from that original match. I think if that's what you got from that interpretive <laughs> piece of art, then that's also special because that's what the Instagram is about, an image where you can interpret what you want. Is that what your Instagram is, interpretive art? Uh, it's explained in the bio. That is exactly, exactly what it is. Now, every single thing that I post has meaning. Mm -hmm. Some are a bit more obvious, the Baron Corbin on my face when he's facing off with Kurt Angle, and some are a little more subtle. Uh, I posted one today that was super, super subtle. So, um, and tomorrow's one is like even more layer of the onion subtlety. But uh, that's, I enjoy that because it just is using the medium a different way. It's creating a virtual art gallery where the consumer can be like, I wonder what's on his mind, or this is what this means, which sparks conversation, which gives us stuff to talk about, which yeah. gives you stuff to talk about. So that's, that's that. I never tag anything. I just yeah. leave it out there for the universe, <laughs> and that's that. The last time I saw you was when you were promoting Bumblebee. Congratulations Thank on you. that. Thank you. Are you busier now with the acting or busier when you were traveling all over the world with wrestling? Uh, the busyness is different. Okay. Um, uh, acting is a, is a patient person's game. It is being in a location for a certain amount of time and every day chipping away at making this body of work become real. Sports entertainment is, we're here tonight, we're doing this thing tonight, we're going to the next one, we're here tomorrow, we're doing this thing tomorrow, we're going, like, we'll be in MetLife on Sunday and then Brooklyn on Monday. Like, the off-season is 12 hours long. <laughs> so it's a different type of busy. Uh, I am much more tied up now. Um, I, I look back to a few years ago when I was able to host the Today Show in the morning and fly to Raw that night. Yeah. And I really enjoyed doing that because I thought that was really special. And I come from a universe where we can accomplish everything. WWE superstars literally do not set limits on how they can push their brains and their bodies. They will, I remember one uh, trip with, with main eventing or uh, having matches with Bray Wyatt where we were in Tokyo one night and then New York the next night and then Los Angeles. Like it was an awesome trip around the world yeah. in an unimaginable amount of time. Yeah. But I wanted to do it just to say like, wow, that was a cool thing to do. So now it's more like when a movie has you for the movie, they have you. And you can't do anything else. And you're not allowed to certainly do anything physical, which is extremely tough for me to explain. Because once again, in the Wayback Machine, <laughs> I kind of had a certain view of what I've become. And I have now become what I despised. But I completely, looking from the other side of it, I was thinking like everyone who's going to be in the seats at WrestleMania. This is what I live for. This is who I am. This is what defines me. It is what um, I've invested my life in. Why would I ever want anything else? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be 42. Uh, I still have my health. I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm 42 and losing my health. I feel great. Uh, but I also see the business is evolving and the in-ring product is evolving. And it is quick. And it is fast and it is crisp, and none of those three words have ever been used to describe me. <laughs> so it's, it truly is about knowing who you are and knowing who you're not, and that's why I'm comfortable. When I was in Vancouver shooting that movie, the WWE had a SmackDown Live event in Vancouver. I wore this and sat at the producer's table wow. the entire time and wow. loved it. I got to see the show 
as a fan. That's what I love so much about last year's WrestleMania, dude. I think every talent, if you're out there and you have a chance to sit in the audience for a show, do it. It's the best. I know we all watch from a monitor backstage and sometimes we peek around and we look at the, the show yeah, out of the yeah. curtain. When you can be in the element and see it from that side, it's, uh, it's, it's magic, man. It's magic. You said something really interesting in our last interview. You said that you had thoughts of how you wanted to be a bad guy, but that's not the position that you're yeah. in. Have you actually thought about what your heel turn would have been? No, because then you become obsessed and, and this is something that I think um, takes valuable creative time and energy away from superstars. So this is more of a tutorial for like my pieces of semi-sage advice bestowed upon you. <laughs> Don't waste time and energy over the uncontrollable. Mm. It would be awesome if I was champion. It would be awesome if I was a bad guy. It would be awesome if it was this and this and this. Take what you have and make it something great. Uh, I've often thought about like, oh, this would be cool. Those are fleeting thoughts and they're gone. And I go back to what am I doing with what's in front of me right now? Yeah. And I think that's the best way to develop a long-term successful career in a, in a business where you are relied on to be creative. People give you creative, raw creative material. And anyone who's en have ever had a long-term success in this business has had to take that material and massage it and, and put themselves into it and put their belief into it and make it their own. The, um, I, I hate hearing people say, well, creative has nothing for me or they're not writing good things for me. You have a small crew of writers that has to write a mass amount of segments and they churn out general story. Yeah. The best, most brilliant situation in the world is you two guys are gonna have a match tonight, figure it out. Well, or, or getting something that's not good because then you can, you can take it and go with the writer and work and make it your own. And every, I've worked with so many of our writing team from the, the head writer himself on down to, to the, the guy on the first day on the job and they all want to create. But we're also under the constraints of mass amount of content, short amount of time. You have to write the segments. They have to come out of the machine because we have to have some structure because we're going live. Yeah. It's up to the talent to take something, no offense, that is shitty and make it good. I have never been handed a written piece of paper that I go, this is great. <laughs> it's always, how do we turn this shit into something that makes sense? Uh. Well, we'll continue on in just a second. Take a quick pause here from this uh, chat with John Cena to tell you about ShipStation.com. And when you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain, which is why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Whether you're selling on Amazon, Etsy, your own website, whatever it is, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, saves you money on shipping costs, and keeps your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. And there's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You will ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, 
and type in BLUE, B-L-U-E. That's ShipStation.com. Enter the promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. And I've seen guys like Miz do it. I've seen yeah. guys like Seth do it. Um, uh, AJ, when we, were, when we were able to creatively bond for a while, Bray, sit there for hours. And the, the way I started with this was when I was writing my own raps. Nobody can write that stuff because at the time it was an art form that wasn't showcased on the program. Yeah. And the writers weren't versed in that art form. So it was on my shoulders to sink or swim. And I would spend hours in the bleachers just writing punchlines and writing punchlines. And I became ostracized and hated by my coworkers because they thought I didn't care about the business because I wasn't around the ring with my shoulders on the canvas going, okay, who's in the ring? I'm around the product. Little did they know that I was investing everything I had into trying to develop a connection with the audience, yeah. which I believe is the most important thing. Sure. So on a day for creative expression, like on a Raw or a SmackDown or a pay-per-view day, you can't find me around the ring. I am locked in a room with a writer and possibly somebody involved in the storyline and we are just saying, how can we get your interest? <laughs> with you talking about the business evolving and changing, what do you think of AEW coming in? Uh, that's a that's a that's a very broad question. Okay. Uh, so I well, do you think you know they're they're not trying to compete, and that's what Billy Gunn, who's one of the you know their head producers, has told me. They're trying to find an alternative, is what he's saying. So what's your question? <laughs> what do you think of uh, the product that they're going to put out now that they haven't put anything out yet? But what do you think of I, what they're presenting? I think uh, competition, first of all, is a, competition is great because it forces you to step up or step aside. And I think that is fantastic. And we have internal competition of performers trying to be the best in our, in our umbrella. And that is wonderful because you sink or swim on, on your own investment. I think external competition is great because, once again, that will force us to step up or step aside. And, and you can say whatever you want about competition, not competition. It is, I view any form of digestible entertainment competition because your eyes can go elsewhere. Yeah. So that's how I view that. Um, competition also stands for the state of the wrestling economy. It's really good right now. There's a lot of people overseas that smaller promotions are getting larger and more traction, which means you are consuming uh, more sports entertainment and or wrestling, which is great for everything because the more you consume, the more you talk about it, the more you talk about it, the more people know about it, the more people know about it, the more people come to the arenas, the bigger the shows are, the grander the scope of everything, the more people know about sports entertainment. So when you have essentially all these startups, that means the wrestling economy is booming and that's good for anyone trying to lace up a pair of boots or low top shoes. I want to be super respectful of your time, so uh, thank you no, so much. Wait, wait, we got more. We, we do got more. what? We have more. Look, yes. look at this. Yes. This, this is why John Cena is the best. Watch, but we're not How much? Yet. We have a clock up there. So what time do we have until? You, I can't tell you because I don't want you to cut. I don't want you okay. to cut anything short. Wow. Fire away. Um, By the way, this is probably the only interview I'm doing during WrestleMania. This is unbelievable, and I'm super appreciative of that, so thank you for that. Um, the Rock said when he got into movies that he molded his career after Will Smith, but wanted to be bigger. When you started doing movies, did you have someone's career who you looked at and said, I want to do something like that? No. When I started doing movies, I was told to do movies by the WWE, and, I was, and this is why it was attractive to me. 
uh, I was explained the, the business model. And when I was told to do movies or when I started doing movies, I was just WWE champion. I was beginning to connect with the audience. I'm like, man, this is great. I wish more people were here. And then I was told, well, if we can make you a movie star, more people will know about you, more people know about you, more people to the arena, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. bigger crowds, better moments, everything means more. Wow, this is cool. And then I get into a movie set and I'm like, man, this takes forever. I want to be back in the <laughs> ring and around the excitement. Yeah. And that I, was, I was young then and, and I, want, I wanted to be where I was at. I wanted to be WWE champion. I wanted to tour the world. I wanted to get in the ring and live in the most exciting element around there's nothing like that 20 by 20 box when it's electric man and and that's the truth and i wish i could do it forever but i don't want to ever allow the person who has paid money to see me be like oh man so i understand now after such a long existence and i'm super grateful for that you, you have to ask yourself and i think every performer does ask themselves this why am i doing this mm -hmm. a lot of answers are different I'm doing it for the money mm -hmm. because I don't want to work a real job. Uh, I am doing it because I'm good at it. I'm doing it because people like me. I do this and I had to, like a lot of people are former athletes. So it keeps me athletic. And all these answers are perfectly okay. I do this because I love to tell stories. Dude, I was so excited last year when my build up to WrestleMania was just me. Yeah. And, yeah. and my big moment was buying a ticket. Like, that's something I'm super proud of because in Atlanta, in the go home, when the place was just wanting to see something, knowing that they aren't going to get anything. And then like, okay, well, what is he going to do? Is he just going to go in the crowd? And then walking into WrestleMania, when the doors opened, sat there, knocked back a few beers, watched the show. Like, that's beautiful because it's a cool story. And, and just an example of you don't always have to be the main event to be an interesting piece of the show. Yeah. It is what yeah. you make it. And I put everything into that. I'm going to WrestleMania as a fan, guys. And it took a while to snowball downhill. But as the weeks peeled by, I'm like, okay, they're going to bring Undertaker out this week. Sure as hell's going to be this week. What's he going to do? Go as a fan? Oh, my God, he's in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. So that's just a cool exercise. Yeah. And it's... It's not because it keeps me athletic. It's not because of the money. It's never been because of the money. It's never been because I'm good at it, for sure. Uh, it's been because I love storytelling. And that's a very long answer to my next point of, now when I choose a movie, I only choose stuff that I love. Because with a movie, you have the, the understanding that you read the whole story. You're not handed a thing where you gotta like make it your own. Like, whoa, this is a great story. Yeah. Because once again, it's a patient person's business. I was just in Vancouver for 50 days, and that's a short shoot. Uh, every day, you're there for 12 hours, minimum. You're there for 12 hours. They may only use you for 15 minutes, but you're there for 12 hours. Yeah. And once you step off the set, the movie is not over. You got to kick ass and go promote, and all the other stuff you have to do to make sure the movie is packaged and presented well. Yeah. So if you're not invested in it, it's going to suck. Yeah. And that's an easy way to say that. So after 15, 16 years of doing this, the thing I love about it most is being able to tell stories. I don't want to be Will Smith. I don't want to be Dwayne. I don't want to be Dave. I don't want to be Harrison Ford. I don't want to be DiCaprio. All of those people are awesome. And my inspiration is anyone who earns a living as an actor because it's tough business. Yeah. But I just want to be, I just want to do good stuff. Do you have any ambitions to break Ric Flair's record and be the 17 time champion? Control 
the control <laughs> guys i'm hammering home this point uh would you like that to be a thing it's not even in my mind it's okay. not because okay. if it is then it becomes the ring and like uh, it's my precious and it's <laughs> why it's not even in my mind it's just it either sets me up for a moment that may not meet my expectations or sets me up for disappointment figure out what's right in front of you this this conversation yeah. and do the best with this so maybe ask me back and we do it again but i'm not even i don't even think about that because it's beyond my control what you do have control over your last relationship was super public did you learn something from that moving forward that your next relationship might not be i learned something from every moment of every day that i have today was a wonderful learning experience in a, a nice little happenstance circumstance like a situation the interview has been a learning experience. I'm, I've really, I've moved to a place where like I see setback or victory. I can try to take something and move forward in a, in a better direction. I feel like, have you been like meditating a lot or something? You're just, you're, I feel like you're just like, you're super present. I like it. Uh, I get to do what I love for a living. And there was a small period, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago where I thought, my job was to perform, mm -hmm. and then when the performance was done, I was off. And that was very short-lived, and I realized that I'm on until the door shuts and I hit the pillow, but it is the absolute trade-off for me loving what I do. And that, like, I, I know there's a lot of folks out there that don't like the product I put forth, but I, I don't think there can be a debate on the passion I have for the company that I work for, for my effort into the company that I work for or any project that I put myself in yeah. because I, I just want to do good stuff. And there's nothing but respect from people. Whether they want to sing along John Cena sucks or whatever, there's but nothing but respect for you. I think, um, I don't even think that needs to be said. And, and uh, I, I feel as if I've ruined it for all good guys moving forward because I was the first divisible bad guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's just, that's how the product has changed. It's not black and white anymore. It's a very gray area. And I've explained this in other interviews. And I think it's because our audience is so vast. We have people like you and me who love the product. Our sense of humor is different than a six-year-old. But we also have a ton of six-year-olds. And we have to, our content is made for them. PG. Like that, we have to play by those rules. Yeah. So you and I would be upset about the presentation of some of that content because that's not us. Yeah. But that is us because we're watching the show. And it, but it's, it makes for these moments that are so memorable. The, the face-off between CM Punk and I or The Rock and me or The Rock and Hogan or any of these moments where like, it's just the performers and mayhem. And that's special. You know, like I love that. I don't think I wouldn't want it any other way. Thank you so much for your time today. Hold on, wait. Are you serious? One final question. One. Wow. One final question. One. Who is your mentor in acting? Who's kind of guiding you along and helping you make the decisions that you're making? Uh, the choices are simple. I just read it, and if I like it, I'd want to do it. And I know with that process, I will have success. I will have failure. And the, the goal is to learn from every failure, appreciate and learn from every success. But I want to be able to be like, I like this. I'd like to do it. 
I learn from every single person. I just worked with very experienced actors, uh, Judy Greer, John Leguizamo, uh, Keegan-Michael Key. I also worked with amazing children. I worked with a 135-pound bull mastiff, and I can learn from all of them. Uh, like, you can, and, and that's, I've never, that's instilled in me from the WWE. I've never been closed-minded to anyone's opinion because you can learn from any, everybody. I've chosen to learn as much as I can from that six-year-old because I believe his opinion, his or her opinion is not jaded, it is truthful, it is honest because they're at that stage in their lives where they're just giving you what they believe. But I don't close my ears to a 25, a 35, a 45-year-old who has all the criticisms of my work. I have to be cognizant of that and try to do what I can to perform at a level that's acceptable to everybody. So, I, bro, I learn from everyone. But as far as choosing pro projects, my system is, if you like it, do it. Wow. You are a, such an example of if you put your mind to something and you want to make something happen, you can make it happen and you can be super successful at I'll it. I'll close by saying it does not happen overnight. I failed in the movie realm starting in 2004, it's 2019. That's a good 15 years worth of striking out. So uh, it takes time and failed a bunch in WWE before I, I made a connection with the audience. And in that connection, continued to fail and continued to fail. And I think if you ask anyone that's ever worked with me on any of my misses, I will be the first to come back and be like, that was my fault. This is why we missed. We are never doing this again. Or this is why we missed. This is why I feel we missed. What can we do to not miss ever again? Yeah. So I'll make a ton of mistakes. I just won't make them twice because I try to learn from the mistakes. Yeah. And I think getting knocked on your, like that's where never give up comes from. I, I'm, I'm using too much time, but I dig this stuff. Um, I wasn't Brock. I wasn't Roman. I wasn't Dwayne. I was the last fucking pick. Like Brock, Dave, Shelton, Randy, guys like Ron Waterman, Sylvester Turkai, Brian Keck, all ahead of me. And it was, I was one of the guys that was going to get his pink slip. So like, hey, we're going to fire you, but do you want to do this thing? Yep, let's go. And I was vaulted into a character that I had to create and take ownership of that was only a small sliver of my life. Mm. I loved hip-hop music, and I could freestyle pretty good. Yeah. But I just dove right in, and it worked. And along the way, I had setbacks and failures and mistakes and good performances and bad performances, but... There was never lack of effort, there was never lack of passion, and there was always ability to keep an open mind. And I think of a lot of our performers, because of the environment, you guys have this. So with this, if you have a bad performance, you can go to this, and people that like you will tell you it's not that bad. That is shit. We all live it. You can hear it. If you hear it, and you, Shawn Michaels, best advice on psychology I ever got. If it's loud, it was good. <laughs> so I'll leave you with that, and I hope uh, WrestleMania is loud. I gotta go. Guys, how awesome is Shawn Cena? Wow, that was something. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share it on Instagram or Twitter and tag me at it, at Chris Van Vliet. Also, take 27 seconds out of your day to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, I'm hearing that back now, four months after we did that interview uh, at WrestleMania weekend, and it is not lost on me how special that conversation is. We did it in a gym right after he did a workout and right before he went to a signing at a bookstore for his children's book, Elbow Grease. Uh, if you haven't watched the interview on YouTube yet, just take a second to watch it, mainly just to see the look on my face when John Cena 
just says, yeah, you've, you've still got some more time. Takes his phone out of his pocket, goes, no, nah, we still got some more time. Uh, there's so much wisdom flowing in that interview. And again, I, I can't say how much I appreciate that. I also appreciate ShipStation.com for sponsoring the show. Use the code BLUE to get 60 days for free. I also appreciate GreenRoadsWorld.com. They've been with us since day one. You can use the code CHRIS15 to save 15% off your CBD products at GreenRoadsWorld.com. And Samson Technologies is making us sound so great with these mics, these cables, the mixing board, the headphones, everything you need to start a podcast, and it's not going to break the bank. SamsonTech.com. So I've been ending these episodes with a quote, you know, something to leave you with during your day. But, you know, I feel like the best quote that you're going to hear was in that interview. Control the controllable. Those are words to live by. Control the controllable. Don't focus on the things that you have no control over. The only things that you have control over are the things that you should be focused on. John Cena, control the controllable. Boom. There you go. I'm jacked up about this one.